Wonder how that woman came up with her cool idea and turned it into a business? Listen in to find out how. Welcome to Women Inspired. I'm your host, Linda Ugolo, and on this show I interview artists, healers, changemakers, and entrepreneurs about what fires them up and how they put their dreams into action. And I'm really excited to have on my show a doctor of physical therapy, Kelly Duggan, who bridges the gap between mainstream healthcare and alternative complementary modalities. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me here, Linda. I appreciate it. This is a wonderful opportunity. That's wonderful for me, too. And I'm very excited to hear about the work that you do and your whole perspective on healthcare. Like, what do you see as what's going on in healthcare today? Yeah, so first, um, you know, I'm a doctor of physical therapy. I own my own practice in Bridgewater, so Massachusetts. So I'm very invested in what healthcare is doing, where it's going. Um, you know, I've worked for other companies in the past, um, all great companies, all very different in structure. Um, you know, some hospital based, some outpatient. I've done home care as well. Um, so in my experience, I've seen things that I love, I've seen things that I like, and I've seen things that I don't like. Um, looking at where healthcare is going, my company has kind of, um, what we're trying to do is create a relieved healthcare consumer. Um, there are constant cutbacks for healthcare on all angles. Um, physical therapy experiences that as well. So we really just want my company, a, a big part of what we do is just to create relief um, for people that are really frustrated with their healthcare experience thus far. Um, and of course, on top of that, we're trying to provide uh, excellent physical therapy care. So, so when you say that um, patients or individuals are frustrated or mm -hmm. what, are, what are some of the things that they're not getting met? So it, it's, um, it starts with customer service. So if, for instance, you can imagine calling um, even a, a larger hospital-based system, it's a phone system and it takes a while till you can speak to the correct person. Um, oftentimes we're not able to get in touch with our nurses or our therapists or whoever we're trying to get in touch with. It can be very difficult to schedule an appointment. Um, and just the customer service in general, starting from the first phone call um, to the last interaction. Um, for us, we make it a point to how can we make this easy um, and a pleasant experience to help support maybe someone that is on the phone that is in a lot of pain um, and they don't want to deal with being um, told no or put on hold or sorry we have a four week wait you'll just have to be in pain for the next four weeks so everything we do is just to try and create um, relief and, and that sensation and feeling of relief um, for the people that we take care of. Yeah, like I'm being taken care of mm -hmm. and people care. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's wonderful. So I know a lot of people have heard of PT, some people have used it. How mm -hmm. would you describe what PT is? Physical um, so, therapy. Yeah, so physical therapy, we work with um, all different types of diagnoses. You don't have to have a specific injury. Um, you know, maybe you have Parkinson's disease or MS or, or weakness. It doesn't have to be like a torn rotator cuff. Um, we work with all different populations, so adolescent through um, adults and the geriatric population, and we're just trying to help people move better and feel better. Um, the main goal would be... Um, independence for people or as independent as they can be and feeling comfortable in that sense. So um, physical therapists, yes, we work with the orthopedic injuries um, that you hear about and that you see all the time. Such hip, as? Hip, hip, knee, back pain, mm -hmm. hip replacements, back replacements. 
but we also work with, um, and not my company specifically, but physical therapists in general, um, women's health and pelvic health issues. So if you have incontinence, if you're a runner and you have leaking with running, we, there are physical therapists that will help treat that. You don't have to necessarily have a surgical procedure for that. Um, we also, as physical therapists, we work with people who have dizziness. So if you have like the spins and, and vertigo and things like that, there's physical therapists that can treat that as well. Um, so physical therapists, I mean, we, we pretty much work with all, all potential um, movement issues. Mm. And so are, are the treatments that you're able to provide, mm. are, are these treatments that people won't be, wouldn't be getting from their doctor's office? Yeah, so for no, yes, so exactly. <laughs> so when you go to the doctor's office, they can tell you, well, I think this is what's happening, but they're not going to then treat you. Um, so a physical therapist will treat you and get that healing process started. Um, if there was a pill to fix everything, that'd be wonderful. I'd be out of a job. Um, so what I do is I, is I heal people and I treat them so that um, they go from getting that diagnosis of, it could be as generic as, yeah, you have back pain, or it could be very specific and say, you know, you have a bulging disc between L1 and L2. Mm -hmm. um, but I take that diagnosis and then I, I figure out a plan, or any physical therapist would sit down, do an assessment and figure out what are the impairments or the things that are um, not where they should be for you. I don't want to say wrong, but not where they should be and how can we address those to make um, you improve and get rid of that back pain. Mm -hmm. So do people generally get go first to their MD before they get PT or how to, yeah, what do you so, recommend? Yeah, so generally, yes, people will go to see their um, physician or their MD, primary care physician, um, first before coming to physical therapy. In most, most states, um, there's something called direct access where you can see a physical therapist first. So if you have a... And still get insurance. And still, yes. So, so that's the issue is that in order to get insurance, you need to... In order to get it paid for, yeah. Paid for, a you need lot of in, A lot of health insurance companies do require that you see the physician first, but not all. Because we have direct, direct access, a physical therapist can do an assessment on you and say, yes, I think this is what you need. Start with this. And then you can go in to see your physician later. Um, it's all very dependent on what your insurance policy is. Mm -hmm. um, so most clinics will call your insurance company and check your benefit and let you know, oh, no, I can't see you till you have a prescription. Um, or they might call you and say, yep, you can come in tomorrow. This is great. We'll get started. Um, and then also, you know, if you choose not to use your insurance. So a lot of people, even though they have health insurance, they choose not to use that benefit um, because, hey, I have back pain today and I want it fixed today. Like, I don't want to go through the whole rigmarole of my insurance. Um, they might just come in and pay a cash rate, and um, all physical therapists, um, physical therapy clinics have those cash rates as mm -hmm. well. So. And what can people expect from physical therapy? Do people ever have, like, a complete erasure of yeah. pain? or? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so it's funny because a lot of people will come in, and I can think we'll just stick on the pain one since we do see that a lot. Um, and they come in, and they're there, and maybe they don't have, they haven't had an MRI, so they don't have a specific diagnosis. And they're really just there because their doctor made them come. They don't believe the therapy is going to work. They've had back pain for five years. They're just waiting for that MRI so that they can then get an injection or talk to a surgeon. Um, but then they have their physical therapy appointment, and then we do a treatment usually that same day, and, and they start to feel better. Um, 
and then hope, the hope is that you don't need an MRI, you don't need a surgical consult, you don't need an injection. And most of the time, I'd, I'd say we can get people there. Of course, there are certain cases where, where it doesn't work out. But with physical therapy, um, someone comes in for their assessment. Um, and then we're able to say, you know what, I think maybe we need you know, six weeks or eight weeks or two weeks or whatever it may be. Um, if we don't see the typical um, healing process happening as we would expect it, we're going to reach back out to your doctor and say, hey, listen, um, you know, I think we really need an MRI on this person, or I think we can do better with pain control, or, you know, X, Y, Z. We're not just going to blindly treat you for two straight months, and then when the two months are up, you're, you're not going to feel exactly the same. We wouldn't drag the sessions out that way. If you're not feeling better, you know, within the first couple weeks, then we start to look at other things. But, you know, 99.9% .9 of the time, people are going to feel better after that first visit, the second visit, and onward and upward from there. That's really encouraging. Yeah. One thing I wanted to ask you about is I, I hear a lot from people as they get older, they say things like, oh, I can't do this anymore. I used mm -hmm. to do, I don't know, cartwheels or... I used to be able to run up the stairs and I can't anymore. Yeah. Is that something that is really inherent with aging or can people maintain their mobility and their strength as they get older? I'm so glad you asked me that. Um, so there was a recent article um, of the 50, 15 exercises you shouldn't do after 50. And I think every physical therapist in the United States read it, read it and was like, what is this? No, stop, don't advertise this. Um, absolutely, you know, your age, age is just a number. Um, you can continue to strengthen and strengthen in so many different ways. Um, you know, we have people doing CrossFit. We have people swimming or yoga or Tai Chi or whatever it is. Um, you know, you don't want age to be like, oh, I hit 50 or I hit 60. I should stop doing this. Um, if you're concerned about it or if you try and do something and it doesn't go so well, that's when you should definitely meet with either a physical therapist or a personal trainer. Um, a lot of physical therapy clinics will do like um, an injury screen or see like, okay, well, when you're doing Zumba and you have, you know, right hip pain, let me figure out why. And then we can fix that issue and you can get back to Zumba. Um, you know, I don't like when people say, well, you know, 10 years ago, my doctor told me I can never um, lift anything heavy again. It's like, okay, well, why was that told to you? Um, and no wonder you're feeling so weak because you haven't done any heavy lifting in the last 10 years or five years or whatever it may be. Um, so I'm glad you brought that up because um, if someone's listening and, or, or watching that um, is slightly concerned in any sort of way, um, I would want to make sure that they're not holding back um, and that they reach out and find the right person to, to check them out and mm -hmm. check out their strength or maybe where they might be limited and how we could help them. Mm -hmm. So don't give up. Absolutely. The message. Absolutely. And also, I, I imagine it's hard for everybody to know everything mm. about a particular part of, you know, wellness. Mm -hmm. So there is some misinformation that gets out there or that gets discussed just mm. because they don't know any better. Or maybe it serves another constituency. Yeah. 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 Do you find that happens in healthcare that there's misinformation yeah i think it's it's tough um you know when there is people are trying to advertise certain things so they promote things certain ways and it's not always the best way to promote something um you know when you're looking at advertising for if i have like a, a back 
pain prevention course or something. You have to be really careful with your verbiage and how you're saying things so that you're not creating um, concern so that someone just reads the title and they're like, oh my God, like I can never do that. So for me, I think in all aspects, whether it's physical therapy or yoga or chiropractic care, um, I, I see it happening and I think there's definitely a turn happening where people are like, okay, we can't advertise that way. We need to figure out how we advertise. But healthcare is a product. Um, you know, we, it's healthcare consumerism. We're still trying to market ourselves and advertise ourselves. Um, and because of social media, we're able to do that more. Um, and we're really learning what to say and what not to say and to be cautious with. Um, you know, because you want to promote yourself, but you also don't want to, like, scare people into coming in either, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. so. Right. So how, how did this interest in this work come about for you? Like why? Physical therapy. Yeah, why physical therapy for um, you? Um, so it's kind of like a really long story. So some people like don't figure out they, what they want to be till much later in life. Um, I was really young and I knew that I wanted to do something in healthcare. So, you know, like when you're in elementary school and they do a month on like the planets and then they do a month on like dinosaurs. Well, we had a month on bones and my teacher, Miss um, Maras, brought in an actual skeleton um, and we had to learn all the bones in the body. And I remember that came really natural to me and I was super excited about it. And, and my teacher was like, well, I can't believe you like memorized all the bones in the body like that quick, that's great. And for me, it was like, wow, I'm good at something. And it was interesting to me. And then kind of throughout my life, various things happened. Um, when I was in eighth grade, my cousin was in a really bad car accident. Um, and he's fine now. But for him at the time, like I remember him talking at one point, and it was probably just in casual conversation, he was talking about his physical therapist. And I was like, this was my older, like, cool cousin. And I was like, oh, my God, he thinks someone's cool, and it's a physical therapist, and I'm interested in physical therapy. Oh, my God, maybe this is for me. And then when I was in high school, another cousin of mine um, allowed me to shadow at a clinic that she ran. So it was in a PT and OT gym at a nursing OT home. Is occupational therapy. And which, which means what? Um, it's it's a little different than physical therapy. They work a little bit more on things like getting dressed and showering um, and how to do activities of daily living, mm -hmm. um, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I was in this big gym at a nursing home, and I was shadowing, which just means I was observing. Um, so I was sitting there, and I'm looking around. I'm like, wow, like everybody's smiling. Everyone's having fun. Everyone's encouraging everyone. Like, this is a job? Like, I, this, this is what I have to do. I have to do this. Of course I do. Um, so for me, it was just, it started when I was really young, and then it was all these, like, confirming um, experiences that I had. And then, um, yeah, so long, very long story short, that's how I got into physical therapy and, and what I'm doing um, now. So. And what do you love most about it? Um, I like helping people. I like challenging people, um, for sure, and, and challenging them but so that they can see see you can do this um, and giving them that confidence back that's I love to see that um, 
Yeah. That's great. Now, um, before we started this show, you mentioned that you used to have a podcast. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. Yeah, so the podcast, it's, it's still out there, and we're just on a pause right now. Um, it's called the Health and Fitness Connector Podcast. And what it does and why I created it was to create um, a bridge um, to connect people to the next step after physical therapy. So a lot of um, when people are in physical therapy and they're creating a routine and it's become consistent, they're doing really well, and they're, maybe their knees feel really, really great. And so their plan is to, you know what, I'm going to start yoga when I finish here so that I can just keep this fitness and wellness journey going. Um, and then I'm like, okay, great, excellent, I'm so excited for you. And then three months later I get a phone call and they're back because their knees hurt again. I'm like, what happened? Like you were on such a great path and you were ready to go. What, I thought you were going to do yoga or whatever it was. Um, and I said, oh, you know, uh, I just, I never wanted to go into a yoga studio. I felt uncomfortable. So I kept hearing that over, you know, 10 years time. I kept hearing stories like that. And I thought, something's missing. Like, how can I connect my patients to whatever the next step of their wellness journey is? Um, so that's where the idea for the podcast happened. And my sister Katie was like, do it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. Um, so I created this podcast and it's just short little episodes, 20 to 30 minutes where I'll sit down with a yoga instructor or, um, an MD or an acupuncturist or, um, just a gym owner and talk about what does your gym have? How would my patients benefit? Um, and it gives the patient listening or the person listening a chance to, um, get a little more comfortable with the person that is kind of running the show at whatever that next step in the process is mm -hmm. um, so that they get a feel for that person, they start to feel comfortable with that person, um, and hopefully it gives them that encouragement to, I'm going to go here and I'm going to try a class. Right. Yeah. What do you find is um, the biggest obstacle for people in terms of their wellness? Time. Um, I think you need to, um, everybody has a reason not to do something um, because they're busy with other things. I think with physical therapy, one of the great things is um, people do start to feel good right away, so they realize, okay, this is worth my time. Mm. We always think of it as, um, well, it's only like twice a week for an hour, but really, when you think about it, it's, it's the prep time to get there. It's um, the when they leave so it's really you know it could be an hour of their time but maybe it's really two and a half to three hours twice a week that's a huge commitment um, and I think that stands true for any sort of exercise program or anything you need to um, really show someone and prove to them why um, their time is worth your time and, and why they should come in so I think that's a huge barrier for people and also the, you know a lot of people don't really understand that they can feel better right away mm -hmm. um, you know people ensure ignore like bad shoulders for years and years and years until um, it gets to the point that they can't move it at all or you tear something and and that must be the the detriment of not taking care of something right away would you tell people that as soon as you start to feel something like at what point mm. if someone let's say does a movement and they go oh that hurt my shoulder maybe it'll go away in a few days at what point would you recommend that people start to say don't let it go past this time. Yeah, I think if you have consistent pain, if you have progressive pain, if you have pain that's waking you from sleep or pain that's stopping you from doing something. Like if you have shoulder pain, 
um, to the point that you know I don't I don't grab coffees with my right hand anymore. I always go with my left and then pass it to my right. That's affecting your life, and you should have someone take a look at it. Um, but it, has it. that even gone too far? Like, should we be more attuned to ourselves? Yeah, so, you know? I, so, like... so this is like a little like movement that's happening in physical therapy now, but we're trying to promote ourselves as, as we're like a, we're generalists. And uh, like you go to a dentist twice a year for a checkup on your teeth, you should really see a physical therapist once or twice a year to check up on your body. Are you weak somewhere? Are you tight somewhere that I can address now before it becomes a problem? Um, I would love to see that happen and for insurance to pay for like a wellness check. Um, that would be fantastic. It would be. It's not where healthcare is going though, but it would be fantastic. But it could be where it's going. <laughs> yeah, that would be phenomenal. It um, would because, you know, I just see some, I, for myself now, I'm, I'm someone who is very conscientious about my body, but still I will let things go for several months. And I think, okay, it still hasn't gone away. Mm -hmm. I should mm -hmm. take care of it. But so, and sometimes it's hard to find the right modality that's going to fix it. And then, like I've, years ago, I had some sciatica and I mm -hmm. tried acupuncture and I tried some massage and maybe physical therapy. It didn't work. And then I, I went to a particular body worker and that was the ticket. But it took trying mm -hmm. a number of different things until I figured it out. And I was undeterred. But not everybody is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But if you did have a place to go where you were being checked out twice a year, at least that you know it's not okay to let things go for mm -hmm. a long time. Absolutely. As you can see, I'm on your bandwagon. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, no, it, it is, and it's so important. That's why, um, you know, I'm not comfortable with um, the podcast. Like, that's crazy for me. Like, I don't like people listening to what I have to say. I do videos for my business all the time. I feel very uncomfortable doing them, but I do them because it's important that people find out how they can feel better, um, how we can get them better. Um, a lot of people aren't aware that someone could look at the shoulder and they could feel better tomorrow. Um, yeah. So I, I'm just constantly trying to promote the profession um, as well as my business and put myself in these positions um, like this here yeah. where, you know, maybe I'm a little uncomfortable, but it's important and it's important to get that message out there. Absolutely. Um, and especially as a, as a woman, um, you know, I feel like I want my voice heard. You know, if you Google like uh, – hip pain, or I shouldn't say Google, but if you go on YouTube and you're like, exercises for back pain, um, nine out of the 10 videos that pop up is going to be some guy um, in a polo telling you about these exercises. Um, and so I think the visibility of women in my profession is not where um, it needs, it to, needs be. to be. Uh, women are about 70% of physical therapists. So we actually are the majority, but when you see them, um, whether it's online or on TV or whatever it is, um, majority of the time it is men. So, um, okay, well, that's... I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to try to help the profession out because, you know, you my are, work yeah. is to help people feel more relaxed and comfortable, whether yeah. it's on camera or on stage. Yeah. And I really think that this is an important industry, mm -hmm. not just industry, but a it's a facet of our lives that really the quality of our lives depends on. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, oh. definitely. So, you know, I love to get people's uh, uh, ideas to riff on some qualities that I just okay. have written down on a little card. Okay. What did you get? Um, leadership. 
That, that's a good segue from what we were just saying. Yeah. yeah. What do you... Um, so thoughts? I think, you know, for in terms of leadership is, you know, I, I own my own practice. So it with that takes um, requirement of leadership. You really need to put yourself out there um, in terms of, like I said, promoting the profession, what we are, um, what we do, streamlining the focus of the business. So for us, um, my business, our main patient that we see is a youth athlete. Um, we treat everybody though, um, but it's just like get everybody on board, you know, everybody that works with us to understand these are our goals and the, this is why we have these goals because we really want to take care of this key demographic. We want to take care of everybody that walks in the door, um, but just making sure we're staying focused on achieving that goal of, of helping our youth athletes. Um, so I, I feel like even though, you know, I wouldn't consider myself growing up ever like, oh, yeah, I was totally the leader. I ran for president. No, that, not me at all. I'm sitting in the back row, um, hopefully not making any noise. Uh, but in owning my practice, it's been so important for me to become a leader and be okay with that. Um, that Yeah, that, that's perfect leadership. Yeah, That's right. So that's the way you make change that you need, that you want to see in the world. Absolutely, yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This has been so inspiring. I'm really excited about the work. Now, how can people find you if they want, to, if they live in Massachusetts mm -hmm. and they want to come to your office, or maybe they want to hear you speak more yeah. on with about your ideas on healthcare, consumerism, mm -hmm. and well, wellness. So my company is on um, Facebook and Instagram. It's at PTU Clinic, so physical therapy, the letter U, so PTU Clinic. And then um, my, my email is ptuclinic at gmail.com. I'm the only one that checks that, so it would go directly to mm -hmm. me. And your website? And my website is ptucliniccom um, And then personally, Kelly Duggan, I'm on um, LinkedIn and Facebook as well. So That's wonderful. Thank you. Well, keep on. Keep on chugging and keep <laughs> on leading the way because yeah. this work is really so important to everybody's life. Thank you, and thank you for this opportunity to allow me to do that. So. You're welcome. Yeah. So I hope you are also inspired by my guest, Kelly Duggan. And if you are looking to be more of a leader in your work and you have some speaking coming up and you'd like a bit more speaking confidence, hop over to get my free guided visualization for speaking confidence at lindaugalo.com forward slash speaking confidence. That's L-I-N-D-A-U-G-E-L-O-W. And if you like this episode, be sure to tune in to the next one. Thank you for listening to Women Inspired. The show is recorded live in the studios of Bedford TV in Massachusetts. Music courtesy of Sheikh Gamin. If you like this episode, please leave a review or comment. You can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or watch all the TV episodes of Women Inspired with the show notes and links at www.lindayugalo.com forward slash TV.